I need to alert you Uh-oh. that there is a film crime about to take place. Sylvester Stallone is putting together a uh, new director's cut of Rocky Four, which is fine. However, he intends to cut Polly's robot out of the movie. I quit. I quit. Fuck you. No. It's like the best goddamn thing in the movie. It's like it might be the only good thing in the whole fucking movie. I don't I'm so I'm so angry right now. I'm so angry right now. What 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 the fuck? What the, the inter- fuck? The internet will save us. Don't worry. I fucking hope so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of The Daily Screening Asks, Does It Hold Up? I am your podcasting host, Daily, and joining me as always is my partner in tiny, tiny crime, Bartholomew Devon. Hello, Bart. Hello. I think the phrase you were searching for was, wee tiny. Wee tiny crime. Wee tiny crime. Oh, it's just a wee tiny little bit of crime. Is that racist? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, well, it's somethingist. <laughs> this is week two of our inadvertent, uh, tiny shrink ray double feature. I think we should do more of these. I think we should do more little like clustered themed movies. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's kind of fun. Why not? Um, one of these days, I want to do like a versus episode where we like watch two movies and then figure out decide like which one which holds one holds up, up better. Holds up better. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert: neither of them. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that uh, we have been mandated by our guest, Bill, uh, to watch Inner Space as a follow-up to uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, Inner Space, mm-hmm. ah, man, I i mean, I've certainly seen this movie uh, m- more than once, but it's not something I grew up with, really. Not in the same way as Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You know, we didn't own this. I certainly saw it on TV once or twice Mm -hmm. um and i had sort of hazy memories like i remember the sort of general thrust of it um but i remembered like none of the details um but and i certainly haven't watched it in you know uh, over a decade what about you bart so i feel like i'm sort of the opposite so i certainly didn't own this or anything but i definitely remember seeing it as a kid and I feel like I watched it like five or ten years ago, but I have no idea how or why or where. But I know, <laughs> but I know that I, like I am certain that I did. And I was yeah. like, like to the point when I you know went to go watch it um, for this, I was like, do I have this on a like a burn DVD somewhere? And I went, went I, I didn't, I didn't. But I was like, what did I get this on? Like, did I seek this out from Netflix in the DVD rental days? Like is this, was this oh. a cho- was this a choice that I made? Like why did I do this or where? But I don't I know. But I but I definitely remember seeing it on TV anyway, um, any number of times. Um, so that I like my 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 memories of Honey I Shrunk the Kids were much hazier than this. So, oh really? Yeah. So I mean, again, broad strokes. I, like I knew both of them, but I, like details of this one I remembered more than the last one. Mm. So. Yeah. yeah, there was uh, there was definitely stuff in this movie that sort of came back to me as I was watching it. But th- there was a lot of stuff in this movie that I was like, 
wait, what? We were like, is what that is that happening now? Is that Robert Picardo? Like, <laughs> I vaguely remembered Robert Picardo because in my in my head, this goes hand in hand with uh, him in Gremlins too, and in the Wonder Years. Oh, really? I don't remember him. He's in the, the gym years. teacher in the Wonder Years. <laughs> Oh, is he really? Jesus. Yup. It's amazing. Amazing. It's great. Yes. I haven't watched it. I like, I remember the Wonder Years, but I, that was not like a regular rotation show when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Um, so I, like, I only literally remember like Fred Savage and Winnie Cooper and the geeky kid with the glasses. And like, that's really all I remember from the Wonder Years. Yeah. I remember small wonder better than I remember the Wonder Ooh. Years. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> She's a small wonder. This movie's got uh, a pretty decent 80s pedigree. Yeah, um, it does. Spielberg produced, which I did not I did not remember that part at all, but mm-hmm. it makes sense. Um, Joe Dante directed, uh, which I also completely fucking forgot until his name came up in the credits. And I was like, oh, I'm going to like this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like this movie more than I think I was going to. Because um, I love Joe Dante. Joe Dante is always a good time, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was okay. Generally, I watch these movies uh, at night after Jamie goes to bed. Um, you don't because say. Usually, usually, she has no interest in watching whatever these things are. Yes, um, I usually watch them in the evening right before Jenna goes to bed. Or actually, oh. my, my putting the movie on will prompt Jenna's going to bed. What a coincidence. I know. So I put this on at you know, probably like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night or whatever. And I watched the first half. And and then I got very sleepy, so I shut it off. It was it was right around the part where Martin Short uh, meets Meg Ryan for the first time, mm-hmm. and I was like I was falling asleep, so I turned it off, and I was like, oh, man, this is dragging a lot. Like this is not nearly as fun as I remember it being. And then and then I watched the second night, and man, that was so much more enjoyable. Like. The second half of this movie fucking hums along. The second half of this movie is fucking bonkers. And I realized yeah. that that's actually, I think, like the genius of this movie is that it starts in a fairly sort of normal-ish place. Um, I mean, you know, given the premise of it all, but like the tone is pretty straightforward and it just gets progressively sillier and sillier and sillier mm-hmm. until you end up with Kevin McCarthy and doll hands in the back of the car. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And by just... the time we got to there, I was like, oh, wait, I think I love this movie. <laughs> yeah. It really eases you into a false sense of security. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, fucking uh, the guy with the fucking robot hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I vaguely yeah. remembered that. Weird. I did not remember robot hand at all, nor did I remember vibrator hand. <laughs> I did not remember vibrator hand. That was the thing that I forgot about because that probably went over my Holy head when I was a Jesus. kid. And I don't know if I just oh, yeah, no. didn't notice it. Maybe I stepped away when I watched this a few years ago, but I had no memory of that. I was like, oh. No. Well, and I think it's like feels kind of, of underplayed. Yeah, well, because you can't, you know, you know, they very, very specifically uh, make the choice to not show it. Oh, obviously, like, but he just takes the hand off and he puts something else on, but you can't see what it is. And then she smiles and he closes the door, and it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, su- I swear, you hear the motor turn on. I think you hear a buzz. You hear a vibrate. You hear like yeah. a buzzing sound. Yeah. Hilarious, but also like weird. 
Like, very, like Batman Returns caliber weird. Like, your nose can be gushing blood weird. Like, that's weird. Robot Hand Guy is a great example. This movie is full of really great character actors. Oh, that yeah. you've seen in, like, a million things. Um, like, the fucking the cab driver at the beginning. Uh, the the do- uh, Martin Short's doctor. Yeah. Um, it's full of that guy. That guy's... That guy's in fucking everything. Uh, he he was, I think, he's in a bunch of Joe Dante movies. I think he was in, like, The Incredible Shrinking Man. I think he was a doctor in The Incredible Shrinking Man or The Incredible Shrinking Woman, one of those movies. Yeah. Um, uh, next week. <laughs> yeah. But I remember him uh, from, he's in Trouble with Tribbles. He's, oh. like, the, the, the governor or whatever on the space station. I haven't watched any original series in a long time. Oh, it's I, I did it a couple years ago. I did, like, a full rewatch, like, not that long ago. I think right before I left Boston. Uh, definitely definitely worth your time. Very, very enjoyable. Uh, the Doctor has one of my has one of my favorite bits. Like, he, he's got a couple of really killer lines of dialogue, um, especially when Martin Short goes to see him, like, the second time after he's hearing... Uh, you know, he's hearing the voices in his head. That whole yeah, scene, yeah. the doctor is just killing it with like one, like killer throwaway line after another, where he's like, "Well, demons talk through you, not to you." Oh yeah. <laughs> and then uh, what's the other? It used to be they'd flay your skin off, but I'm not sure what the current therapy is. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just nonchalantly like tosses off all these great fucking one-liners. It's amazing. It's so weird. Yeah. That that grocery store must have great health, like a great health plan. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Back in the eighties, when you could get health insurance by being a fucking checkout boy. <laughs> yep, amazing. Speaking of the grocery store, uh, fucking Henry Gibson, everyone's favorite Illinois Nazi, also appearing in oh, this movie. I love him. Um, oh, he's just great. He's great. And the other the other thing, and I don't know if I ever forced you to watch this. Maybe this is a thing that we should do. Um, when I was, do you remember when we were kids and NBC would have the, like they were on a whole tear with having like a mini series here and a mini series there? Oh yeah, like sure. Every every couple of weeks there'd be some fucking two or three part mini series. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and um, there was one that was just a favorite in our household, um, which was Around the World in Eighty Days. I know oh, I've yeah. talked about this with you. Before. No, yeah, we've definitely had this um, conversation. Yeah, because. He, I mean, everyone is in, everyone is in yeah. that fucking thing. It's Pierce everyone, Brosnan, but is the lead. It's, is Pier, right? it's Pierce Brosnan and Eric Idle. And Eric Idle, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible, but it's wonderful. It's, you know, um, it's, it's kind of like a fun adventure in the same sort of way that National Treasure is. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can relax your standards a little and just like have a beer and lean into it, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Henry Gibson is in that, like, I think he's got two or three different small roles. And I actually knew that before. Like, I knew him from that before Blues Brothers. Oh, really? Because I saw that. Because I saw that when I was, like, nine. And I hadn't seen Blues Brothers yet. Oh, sure. Um, and I was so when I watched Blues Brothers, I was like, it's that fucking guy. <laughs> I swear, though. Henry Gibson. Uh, Robert Picardo, we already talked about. Robert Picardo, the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. And among many other things. But, man, he... Oh, he might be like the secret MVP of this movie, you know? Oh yeah. Like Martin Short's fucking great and Dennis Quaid, you know, spent three days on a you know on a stage somewhere, but like Robert Picardo fucking works in this movie. It almost makes me sad that like I feel like there should be more silly Robert Picardo movies, you know? Because he's so I mean, he's are. so good at it. 
Yeah, maybe. I Are don't know. More and we ju- and we just don't know about it. We should go looking. We should go looking for them. We absolutely should. But yeah, I I'm living in a world where that voice that he chose, he <laughs> chose. Yeah. And they they wanted him to do like do a western accent, and he <laughs> and he decided to do Borat instead. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> He's the cowboy, but he's like vaguely, but South American, sort of maybe. <laughs> I thought it was sort of Eastern European. It's sort yeah. of just who who fucking who knows? knows? It's not anything. Yeah, it's just a fucking weird guy. With but cowboy and then boots. because of that accent, they because okay, so when they do the face swap at the end, and I have a lot of feelings about the face swap, and we're gonna come back, we'll circle back around to that. Um, it's great. But when Picardo has to play Martin Short, um, yeah. In the at the very beginning, like the very first scene, when they do like yes. when he comes out of the bathroom, um, you can hear like they're dubbing Martin Short's voice over him. Um, yeah, and it's actually very cleverly done. And I didn't really, I sort of noticed this um, as it was happening, and then I was reading about it later, and I was like, oh yeah, no, I totally see it. Um, they had to pull off like a crazy physical move in that scene because if you remember it's like it's one shot where it starts with him coming out of the bathroom and meg ryan like freaking out and being like who are you you know what where did what did you do with martin short blah 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 blah. and he's trying to like reassure her and he's like go go look in the bathroom you'll see go look in the bathroom and then she goes into the bathroom and sees robert picardo in the bathtub yeah so the way they do that shot is picardo comes out wearing like the martin short wig and yeah. talks to her and at a certain point the camera like wipes and another, like, a, a body double steps in for Picardo so that Picardo can run around behind the camera, pull all of his fucking clothes off, take the wig off, and get back into the bathtub. Because it's, it's all done in one shot. It's fucking nuts. I, that is fucking nuts. And I definitely didn't think about it that much. I don't... At a certain point, I noticed the body double, um for martin short like that that it was a that it was a body double for picardo and then i was like i did but i didn't put two and two together i was like oh yeah no it's all one shot he had to run around you know um but then because of his crazy accent in the the you know the later scene when he goes to meet kevin mccarthy uh scrimshaw is that his name scrimshaw (laughs) what a fucking name yeah when he goes to meet scrimshaw uh at like the restaurant or whatever um he because of the weird accent they were like well it's not going to sound right if it's Martin Short doing an impression of Picardo's crazy accent. So instead, it's Picardo doing everything, and he's, like, doing an impression of his own weird accent, you know? So it's like he's just doing that yeah. accent, but a little off kilter because it's not supposed to, he's supposed to be faking it. It's it's yeah, such a no, great performance. Great. I love the way they did the face walk. It's amazing! Because... I think I know, like I like just watching it. I think I know how they pulled it off. I mean, I think there's a certain amount of just Martin Short making his face do things. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they just stuck a leaf blower in his face. <laughs> I mean, it's just like you can't get your cheeks and your eyeballs to do that. You need to have air blown at you. That's true. It's, it's like if you were, it's like, yeah, if you were driving down the highway at 70 miles an hour and you stuck your head out and opened your <laughs> mouth, that's what would happen. There's definitely uh, some prosthetics involved there. Um, 
they uh, in fact in the prosthetics were done by uh, Rob Bottin who did like all of the creature work in the thing among many other things yeah um, but that's the one that always yeah. jumps out for me um, and I could like oh, you, yeah. could, it, you could feel it like you, you could see it it's like uh, in a couple of those bits when he's doing like when he's moving real quick and it would like freeze occasionally um, where it's like his face is all like yeah it's like it's all bugged out or it's weird like you can sort of see that like rubber silicone kind of feel to yeah. the skin um and it feels it feels like the creatures from the thing like i literally thought i was like oh this is like that it, like it reminded me immediately of the thing and then i looked it up later i was like oh yeah Robotine, of course yeah it reminded me of the thing and it reminded me of um uh army of darkness yeah yeah, yeah it's that rubber face it was like, thing you know yeah and you know what i love it i yeah. like yeah it's I feel great. like that's such a great like 80s 90s thing i, yeah. I adore it it's great no, i think yeah the, the actual like picardo doing martin short the actual transformation sequences like that whole bit like on paper it feels like something i would roll my eyes at but like yeah but it, it the execution is so fucking good that i love it yeah yeah no it's great um i it's will great. say however that I think it is also indicative of like the complete n- nonsensical nature of the science in this movie. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah, he can I mean, he, he can alter his the structure of his face to look like another guy. He can all oh, give give him the strength of 10 men. Like Dennis Quaid's entire like mission is seems very ridiculous and like all of the technology involved is like why why do you have that why is why why can you do that? Like you're supposed to get injected into a rabbit. So how is it mm-hmm. that his ship can like expertly navigate a human body? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, supposedly once he was in there, it scanned his body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they hand wave it away, what? but it's like I... I don't buy that nonsense. Well, I mean, there's a lot of okay. Are, are we gonna talk about the 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 flask collecting Southern Comfort? Yes, like, I love that bit. <laughs> You know, it's so ridiculous. stupid. It's so fucking... I literally wrote, why did he bring a flask? Like, he's got, like, a little silver briefcase, and then when he opens it up, it's like, oh, no, it's got, like, a flask and a fucking Sam Cooke cassette tape in it. Like, why, why did he bring all that shit with him? Because he's Dennis Quaid. Like, he's very... He is very Dennis Quaidy in this one. Oh, he's super Dennis Quaidy. He, yeah. He's the Quaidiest of Quaidies. He... <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Why does he have that, like, the EM booster? The, like, thing that can, like, blow up the TV and shit? Like, first of all, I don't know if I buy that, like, he's got a little, like, something that small. Like, a little EM pulse in a, in a microscopic ship could, like, make yeah. your TV explode across the room without also killing Martin Short instantly. Uh, yeah. But why? Yeah. What is the purpose of that? What what possible function could that serve? There, there are a lot of... Yeah, I don't know. There are a lot of things... That you just kind of let you gotta let him go because, I think the, to me the worst one, is the kiss, the two kisses. How when, they, when he swaps? How them. gross! Yeah. How totally disgusting were those kisses? Yeah, they were not pleasant. That, to like watch. that, like that much saliva <laughs> had to swap. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's gross. Also, also, why were they making out at all? Yeah, I don't know. The, 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 the like okay. sexual tension in this movie is very bizarre. Because like at the end they get married, and I definitely got the vibe that Martin Short and and Meg Ryan still want to bang at the end of that movie. Like they give I, each okay. other this look at the end, and I was like, I think they still want to fuck. I don't know <laughs> what to do with any of the sexual <laughs> dynamics of this movie because yeah. it is all really fucking bizarre. Because okay, the, the whole interact. Okay, the, the the relationship between Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan is period 
abusive. Like, an abusive, <laughs> terrible relationship. Yeah, it's like, super she, toxic. It's super she toxic. She was 100% right to leave him. Yes. 100% right to leave him. Exactly. And then the relationship that she has with, with Martin Short, which, number one, I don't buy it. Number two. No. At one point, he said the words, I want a moment alone. I think you owe me this. Yeah. Yeah. Which what the fuck was say, that? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Like, that's rapey, man. Like, fuck it's, you. It's super rapey. And, like, Ugh. it's so and it's so clearly, like, I want to I wanna hook up with your lady, and I don't want you watching me. Like, there's no other way to read that, you know? Like, there's no other... What, no, what other I mean, possible they, reason could there be for, like, I want you to stop paying attention to me? You don't rub another man's rhubarb. Like, what? <laughs> it, like, it reminded that, me of Grumpy Old uh, Men, with the way they just, like, pass her back and forth in Grumpy Old Men. It's, like, the same thing. I think that... I think this is handled worse than... Oh, no, I do too. Yeah, no. At least. And Margaret has some agency, and she is making a choice about who she wants to be with, even if they are dicks about it. Yeah. This, Meg Ryan, is an accessory to... Like, it's horrible. What what year was this? This was... So this is 87. So it's two years before Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Um, And uh, there's a lot of crossover... Uh, yeah. There's, there's a couple of uh, crossovers in the casting. I don't know if you noticed, uh, but the guy who they sneeze on his glasses at the very end. Yeah. That's the RV friend from Honey I Shrunk the Kids. They oh, do the goofy right. handshake with. Same See, dude. See, I didn't notice because he's just one of those guys. He's yeah. that guy. Oh, he's like a big I 80s did... character actor. He just, yeah, he shows up for like a scene in a lot of 80s movies. I also feel like Dennis Quaid's ship, like, there's no sense of like geography within the human body. It's like, he just sort of is wherever he needs to be at any given moment. Like, like he literally goes from, you know, he moves in the kiss. Like there's no, first of all, there was no sense that he was anywhere near Martin Short's mouth at the time. Uh, Right. But it's like, they make out, he somehow ends up, he ends up in Meg Ryan's body. And then he's like instantly staring at a fetus. Which seems like that's yeah. not how the human body works. <laughs> I mean, presumably he's just fly- flying, swimming around, sub- floating, submarine, submarining around. Yes, Sub- submarine. I don't know how fast a blood vessel can move, or a blood vessel, a like a blood cell, yeah, like a red blood cell can move from here to there. I don't know, but it, generally, I kind of wanted there to be more like body stuff. Like, I, I kind of wanted to spend more time with Dennis Quaid, like in the body, and having him like actually have to interact with the body more. I also, because uh, I had, because I had the time, I watched Fantastic Voyage, which I'd never seen. I was before. just about to say. I mean, it's sixties. It's so it's paced pretty slow, and the effects are, you know, impressive at the time. But you know, they're they're. It's not, it's not great. You know, they're scientists or doctors. They're in a guy's body. Um, and the yeah. whole point is like, oh, they have to get from like, you know, from his neck to his brain to like dissolve a blood clot. But like, oh, they, you know, accidentally get kicked from a from an artery to a vein. So now they're going in the wrong direction and they have to go through the human heart. And like it's like the body presents all these challenges. They get attacked by by white blood cells and all these things. Yeah. And I kind of would have liked to see a little more of that in this movie as opposed to just like Dennis Quaid well, giving Martin Short superpowers as the individual scene may require. Well, here's the thing. Would you rather have had more of that at the expense of some of the zany bullshit of the second half? Because that's what you'd lose. I think I would have liked to see more of it at the beginning, you know? Like I think 
I like the real zany bullshit. I like the real zany stuff at the in the second half, but I think in the first half it it starts to drag a little. Like you you it gets a little repetitive because it's just Martin Short. The comedy is like Martin Short's talking to a voice in his head and the people around him can't hear it, you know? And it's like that gag gets overused, I think. Like, I really yeah. think the scene when he's in the doctor's waiting room, he's there with uh, some fellow SCTV alums, uh, Joe Flaherty and Andrea Martin. Um, mm-hmm. And like, that is a scene that like, really, like it doesn't really need to be there. Um, it's just for the voice in the head gag. Um, but Joe Flaherty and Andrew Martin, like because they're all three of them were SCTV, like they just have this great timing between like that yeah. scene just fucking it pops. It's so it's like it's so well executed I, that it's like yeah yeah fine yeah. whatever I don't you know you got to keep it. I feel like y- you aren't gonna lose that scene in the waiting room in this or or you know in the back room of the grocery store in the same way that you're not gonna lose the scene of Martin Short dancing around because he's that kind of a drunk um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dance is real weird too uh i wrote it's like ed grimley meets mick jagger but like on all the cocaine <laughs> i mean what did you think of the dynamic between martin short and and dennis quaid yeah i mean it's it's you know those things are always real tough because you know it's like you know when they shot that thing it's like it's it's martin short in an empty room talking to himself you know, while somebody yells the lines from off stage that is almost certainly not Dennis Quaid, uh, and then and then Dennis Quaid on a soundstage weeks later, sitting in a chair, you know, in a tiny room all by himself, also talking to yeah. no one, you know. Yeah. So like th- th- yeah. those are always kind of tough. Having any kind of chemistry in that situation is is pretty rough. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's serviceable. Like. You know, like there, there yeah, isn't I mean, a huge clash of personality. It feels like there should be a, a stronger clash of personalities there between like this hypochondriac, like bag boy and this like, you know, cocky test pilot guy. And I don't know, at a certain point, it just sort of like that stuff kind of falls by the wayside. You know, like it feels like that should be a bigger point of like friction between yeah. them. And it just sort of is like, nah, they just kind of go along. I mean, it reminded me. A little bit of uh, Die Hard, um, just because like you have the sort of rhythm. Oh yeah, with two, with two the... characters who who are talking to each other theoretically for yeah. quite like most of the movie. Him and Carl Winslow, yeah, 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 until the very very end. But um, that's so much better except, though. <laughs> it's so that's the thing. It's so much better in Die yeah. Hard. Like, and I think a lot of that is Reginald Vell Johnson is just really fucking great in that movie. You know, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Dennis Quaid, it literally feels like they were like, cool, we're going to shoot you out in like 10 days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about midget hands for a second, which is not the right word. So this this was one of the things that I totally misremembered because I remembered that they got like sort of miniaturized. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I but I but in my brain. What I did was I thought they actually hired some little people, but instead this was so much better than that because it was like yeah. their their like their proportions didn't change at all. They're just fifty percent. So yeah, it's like literally they went in a copier and someone hit fifty and they came out exactly the same, but little with plastic hands and long arms. I love it. It's so funny. The doll. Oh, it's hands oh, it's hilarious. Amazing. The, the doll hands is like that's. <laughs> That like put me over the fucking top. That where I was like, okay, no wait, I'm in love with this movie 
the doll hands is like that sealed the fucking deal for me even though it like again makes no sense like those hands are way too small you know like oh, yeah. those hands are it, smaller than my daughter's hands and my daughter is way less than 50 percent of my of of my size you know it, it was it, it reminded me of um dead alive with the baby oh yeah when they like you, you know what i'm talking about yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, like when when half the time they've got i'm assuming a child mm-hmm. in a in a suit and then the it other is, half it's j- literally just a doll yeah like, <laughs> it reminded me amazing. of um the old the snl sketch uh with fred armison and kristen wig the the lawrence welk show where it's the the three sisters singing the song and kristen wig has got like the giant mutant head and the baby arms do you remember this i don't I don't think I've seen that. Oh, oh! I'm gonna send you a link. The Please very, do. F- the it's one of my favorite Kristen Wiig sketches. It might be my very favorite Kristen Wiig sketch. But the very first time they did it, they did it a couple of times. But the very first time they did it, I laughed so fucking hard. And it was the cold open too. Uh, oh so it was just like it just knocked me fucking sideways because it's so fucking weird there's no explanation for it and it's like bordering on offensive but it's so fucking funny but it's the same thing it's like Kristen Wiig is just a person and then she's got this giant mutant forehead and these tiny little doll hands and it's oh my god it's fucking amazing but that's exactly like that was the first thing I thought of um and it's just it's just so good but yeah it's it's a lot of blue screen it's a lot of forced perspective um yeah it's just it's it's a pretty well it's a pretty well done bit. Um, I also like yeah, when they're in the they're in the giant suitcase at the end in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's like it's just funny. Like it's just yeah. nonsense. Yeah, and I, and I love it. I really love Kevin McCarthy in this movie as as Victor Scrimshaw. He's so fucking weird. Like from the outset, this that shot where he's like in his office. Like at first, it's like a like a tight shot of him sitting at his desk. And then it like cuts to a wide shot, and it's just like a whole office floor yeah. that's completely empty. He's just off in one corner, sitting at this big desk that is all pink lights, and he has the yep. giant fucking dog on his desk. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, it's I don't... so bizarre. I feel like all the supporting cast, really the whole cast works pretty well together. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick an outlier, I feel like it's Meg Ryan, but I don't think it's her fault. Yeah. I, I really feel like they just gave her nothing to do. Yeah, it's like, terrible they on the page. Nothing to do. They want her to be like a Lois Lane type character, uh, but like she doesn't actually end up serving much of a function. You know, like no. she's just kind of along yeah. for the ride to be like held. You know, got kidnapped at some point and um, yeah. and and to be pregnant. Uh, yeah, I didn't. That, can we talk about that? Can we talk about the giant fetus? Because <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> What a way to find out, by the yeah, way. Yeah, right? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Literally come face-to-face with your own, with, with a fetus. This movie won an Academy Award for Best Special Effects, and I feel like it was mostly for the giant fetus. I think the effects hold up pretty well. If yeah, I'm it's not honest. bad. There's actually uh, quite a bit of practical part. effects work in this. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think that stuff works out fine. Like, yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Although I also feel like, well, not the, this isn't the effects work, but like, you know, Tuck's like driving around in his submarine, and I feel like he just he does all this shit in there that I feel like caused Martin Short like grievous bodily harm. 
that is just oh, like completely yeah. ignored. I mean, aside from like the like I said, the EM pulse that can blow up his TV, but somehow leaves Martin short completely unscathed. Like he's just yeah. like cutting through artery walls and like. Oh yeah. Like I feel like With he should be suffering from thing. massive internal bleeding. <laughs> I mean, he left a lot of he left a lot of hardware in there. Yeah. Well, and then he fights he fights robot hand guy who's got his like weird alien loader like you know personal submarine thing. Yeah. And he, you yeah. know, it all gets digested. I mean, I guess he's real small, but he's like, he digested a little steel robot submarine. Like, that that feels like that should probably do some damage in there, right? Well, I mean, if he's as big as, what? How, how, how big? Oh, he's, I don't know. I mean, he's... So this is, well, like, I feel like at moments... He's very, very like, small. He's, he's like, cells, to... and at other points, you can see him with normal magnification. Yeah, exactly. That, like... that I saw that, too. It's like, that, man, you, I feel like you should not be visible. Like, if they get, get sneezed on the glasses, or they, like, they look at him at the very beginning, they they look at the ship with, like, a magnifying glass, and he can, like, see Dennis Quaid's face in the window, and it's like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little inconsistent, to be sure. You shouldn't go around cutting through stuff. That's... No, that feels like, or like, shooting. I mean, he like shooting spiky things into the back of his eyeball. Yeah, and like, some of that, I'm like, I don't, I don't know about this. Yeah, and plus it means like that that stuff's just in there forever now. Like he's just got a weird camera thing attached to the back of his eye for the rest of his life. Yeah, I was I was a little worried that it's some because I I remember there was time pressure, but I couldn't remember why. I couldn't remember if it was yeah. Dennis Quaid is running out of oxygen, which is what it was, or if it was he's going to automatically re-enlarge. Well, at so some it's point. funny because that's the that's the thrust of Fantastic Voyage. This movie actually has like an in like. There's a at one point they're watch they're uh, looking at like the computer print like the computer readout when they're shrinking him and the logo for the like agency in uh, in Fantastic Voyage is on the computer screen so I guess oh, really? theoretically this is like in universe with with Fantastic Voyage which I kind of like that's weird well and I, I like I also kind of like it because and this was another thing that stuck out to me is that. Um, you know, the the point of this thing is, like, the shrink ray is, like, a given in this, you know? Like, it's not about, yeah. oh, we're, we're, we're trying to learn how to shrink someone, and, oh, this is the first time we've shrank someone, and, you know, we need this microchip because it's, like, the only... It's, no, it's, like, the, they, they already know how to shrink. Multiple organizations have already mastered the shrink ray thing. Yeah. They just need the microchip in order to be able to do it. So it's like, what was the point of their experiment? Like, why was he going into the rabbit is what I want to know. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was going into the rabbit to test all the weird things on his ship that he does. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I would have liked to see more of the the two submarines fighting in Martin Short, you know? Like, that could have been a fun yeah. bit if it was, like, the other guy got injected into him earlier and, like, the other guy was also, like, affecting Martin Short as opposed to just, like, going in to try and like kill Dennis Quaid if it was like him like oh he's making Martin Short's legs spaz out or something like that like that could have been See, a fun I bit you know I think it could have been but the thing is like if I want to watch a movie about somebody like a comedy about somebody being kind of possessed for mm -hmm. lack of a better word yeah I'm watching all of me instead sure sure I love that movie well, that's yeah. a movie we'll never watch on this because it's much too good yes yeah, it's it's, um, it's yeah it's great. It's it's mu it's much too good for this shitty podcast. Like <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite Steve Martin movie, if I'm totally honest. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a very strong case to be made for that. I wouldn't argue with you. 
The jerk does not hold up as well as I want it to, if I'm totally honest. There's yeah, it's racially problematic deeply, at best. <laughs> deeply, deeply problematic things in that movie. Yeah. But all of me... I mean, there are some things in there, too, but... Not, not like I was born a poor black child. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> <sighs> right out the gate, that movie has a problem. Like, <laughs> no, literally, the, the second he opens his mouth, you're like... <laughs> yep. I like when Meg Ryan has to explain what a taser is. Because that was like cutting edge new technology at the time. Was that's it? Good, that's a good bit. I, it's it's also, new enough. How, that... many, how many volts did she say, by the way? Oh, yeah. It was very high. Was I like, feel like. It was like 50. I was like, oh, you did. Like... <laughs> I like, I was really annoyed at first, or I thought it was like dumb. But I like the eventual payoff to the, the gag with the robot the arm. stupid arm. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like moves around. I was like, this seems completely unnecessary. I don't. What? The, what is the fucking point of this? But the, the the very end where he just grabs it and shoves the fucking thing in. I was like, okay, no, I like that. That's that's yeah, good. No, 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 that was, yeah, that was a long, a long. Yeah, that's a, it's a long walk for that joke, but uh, yep. but I, I, but I like the payoff. Um, but yeah. why is there a fucking riddle on the computer? Yeah, that feels like a mistake. And, like, that, nobody that, knows how to use, like, what the answer is. Like, they all have to sit around and think about it for a second. It's like, dude, it's your fucking computer. Why Why don't you know how this well, works? No, because, because, because it was the guy who injected who injected Martin Short's butt. It was the guy who, uh, he was the lead guy. Yeah, but it's not like, like, if they had been at the other, like, it's still their computer system, you know? Like, if they had I'm been in short. the other, the other organization's lab and it was like oh we don't know how their computer works like oh we have to figure out like you know break into their computer kind of thing like that'd be like it was like dennis nedry you know say the magic word oh, I was you know th- I, it made it absolutely made me think about nedry I was yeah like, <laughs> but it's like it's your computer <laughs> system why doesn't anybody know how to fucking log into this computer it's so also, it's so weird also like eat me drink me like that is the most obvious like it's not there's no question about what that is yeah you just have to remember which one's which you know also like why would that be the thing you would want to you want to trip up an invader on is like yeah shrink them twice like (laughs) like that's that's all that could pop like that's the the only thing that can happen is either it's it resolves itself correctly or someone gets extra super small or fucking huge which you yeah neither of those things is what you want let's be honest I feel like I it's know. there only for the the Exorcist joke that Martin Short makes, um, which is like what? kind of a weird clunky joke. Um, Wait, what? When the Can when I the riddle when the riddle comes up and it says "Eat me, drink me," uh, Martin Short goes, "Oh, I know this. It's from The Exorcist." Oh, oh no yeah. wait alice in wonderland and it's just because it's like in the exorcist she goes fuck me fuck me fuck me so it's like eat me drink me fuck me like i don't it's such a weird like yeah again long walk for that joke maybe he ad-libbed it that sounds like something martin short would say yeah maybe but like they had to go to the effort of like making the computer display you know I, uh, the the uh, the guy who injects him though the scientist at the beginning um yeah not an actor, which I feel like is kind of obvious, but um, like I actually think that guy's pretty good. Like he, you know, he, he's got like a fun little absent-minded professor quality to him. Um, he's Joe Dante's cinematographer. He didn't shoot this movie, oh. but he shot like all the rest of Joe Dante's movies. And Spielberg, I guess, was like, "Oh, that him? guy is no." I guess Spielberg was just like, "You should, you should, you should use that guy. That guy's that guy's good. He's got like a he's got like a fun quality to him. I think you should use that guy." Dante was like, I "All mean, right." He had- <laughs> I feel like that guy had a fair amount of stunt work with the. He's the got a lot of work to do in the first ten and minutes. The fences, yeah. like yeah, 
if they just pulled him off the lot, like, did they not hire a stunt double for him? Or like, I don't know, man. But, uh, Here, yeah. man, you're you're my DP. Sign this waiver. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this movie almost got made with Robert Zemeckis directing, uh, which oh, I think I, also would have been fun. Too. Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, it was also offered to John Carpenter. I don't know if I see that. Oh, <laughs> that feels like a very so, different movie. <laughs> that yeah, that's like the weird, gruesome body horror version yeah of this movie. i know right um i think i think zemeckis at the time would have been a better movie but not as zany yeah no totally i i, I think the mm. things that we liked about this movie i think would not have been in the zemeckis version we right, would not but, have gotten doll hands in the robert zemeckis version <laughs> right right but the things that that we didn't like would be better. might have been better yeah so i don't know mel gibson and robin williams were also in contention for the martin short role um, which again, like totally see Robin Williams. Yeah. T- and in 80, no. in 87, like, I mean, I, like I would like Martin short better, but I like, it's, it seems obvious that they would have offered it to Robin Williams at that point. It does. Know? It does seem obvious, but I feel like he would, I feel like he would outplay Dennis Quaid by so much. Oh yeah. Well, the thing that, that it would feel really lopsided. Yeah. And the thing that actually makes Martin short work in this movie is like, he is, I mean, he does all the crazy physical comedy and whatnot and his goofy dance and all that shit but like when he has to be like genuine um like he carries those moments like really well you know um which robin williams obviously could do but that's not what he was doing in 1987 in 1987 Uh he was just doing all the cocaine yes i mean i think martin short was probably also doing a bit of cocaine in 1987 yes i was was waiting for it i was like "Mm, you want to finish where's your punchline buddy every everyone was doing all the cocaine in 1987 well no it's like i was i was pleasantly surprised because i think the first half i think it is slow to start i think it i think it takes too long to really get going but by the end man i was really sold on this movie i really i really adored it by the end it's about what I remember it being. Um, yeah. And that's, it was, it was fine. Like yeah. I was totally fine with that. Like, does it hold up? Yes. Am I in a rush to watch it again? No. Yeah. No, um, I like, I'll watch this every, maybe every couple of years, you know, like once a decade's probably good for me, but like, but you'll, th- this is, it's a movie that you watch in the same way you watch a nature show. Like <laughs> you don't set out to do this. It's just kind of like you bump into it and you're like, Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, well, I would say in the days, I mean, I don't have cable anymore, but like in the days right. where, you know, this was, this would be like a prime movie for like, oh yeah, I just, it, I was flipping channels and it was on and I just left it on and like yeah. watched, watched 20 minutes and go made a sandwich and then came back and watched another 20 minutes and yeah, know, folded to, to some me, laundry. A, and... Yeah, this is a Saturday afternoon channel 56 mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. It's like, or like, I was going to say, like commercial breaks. Like, I was actually what I was thinking was like in this, you know, this era of everybody working from home. I actually think this is a great like put it on in the background while you're while you're like sending emails and shit, you know? Like this is a great work from home movie, I feel like. See, I don't I don't think so. No, I disagree with you. I mean, you lose a lot of the 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 smaller like the the detail work that makes it y- so yeah, good at the end. So- but like you can zone th- out for like large portions of time and then just be like, oh, I want to watch the bit with the doll hands. Okay, now nah, I'm gonna go back. Yeah, to, so that's so that's, that's that's what I'm getting at. You're you're right, and I think this is a it is absolutely a zone out movie. But I don't think it's a zone out movie that you choose to put on. Hmm. Okay. I think it's a zone out movie that you happen upon. Yeah, sure. Someone else chose it, and you're like, oh, okay. Like you you consent 
to, to watching this movie. <laughs> like, In a way that Meg Ryan never did. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, God. It's, oh, it's, that's correct. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> I think that's the difference between this and like a Pacific Rim. I yeah. feel like a Pacific Rim is I'll put it on and, you know, iron a shirt. Well, I don't iron anything now, but uh, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm going to put Back this on in and the wash old days when we used to iron our shirts before we went outside. <laughs> yeah. Jesus what was it like to go size. outside, Grandpa? This is a movie where the credits should be sped up so that they're unreadable <laughs> because they need to finish so the next thing can start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. This movie, this movie should only be should only exist uh, on like TBS at three o'clock on a on a Sunday. <laughs> yep, yep, pretty much. Well, you got anything else? No, that's that's pretty much all I got for this one. Um, you know, I'm pleasant pleasantly surprised. Much weirder than I thought it was going to be, and uh, in 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 the best ways possible. And uh, yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a thumbs up, man. If we're like between fifty and fifty-one percent, it holds up. It doesn't. It does. Yeah, uh, it's hot and cold. Like, like it, it, it drags in places. It's great in places. Yeah. It's you know. Yeah. But like the the parts it's where it's good are really fucking good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that having been said, um, technically, even though this was Bill's choice, it was my choice. True. Um, so it's your turn. It's your turn. Next week, I want to do uh, take a revisit to the teen comedies of our youth. Uh, so we're going to go with the one that, in my head, is, uh, I think, undervalued. Like, I always remember thinking it was pretty good. Um, but uh, And it was certainly popular at the time, though probably not the most popular of the teen coming-of-age sort of sex comedies. Um, and that is Can't Hardly Wait. All right. Um, I, I kind of like this one. Um, I haven't haven't seen it probably since college or high school or college. So, uh, you know, I feel like the, you know these c- types of movies. You know, the the Revenge of the Nerds, the Sixteen Candles, like these things tend to f- get more problematic as time goes on. Most of those ones from the eighties are like real cringy at this point. Um, so I'm curious to sort of look at some of the nineties ones and go, Oh, okay. Well, are these any better? Are they any more elevated in the nineties than they were in the eighties? Like they're probably less rapey, but like they might still be problematic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. So here's the thing. I don't know that I've ever seen it. I couldn't tell you who the hell is in it. Uh, Ethan Embry and Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, Seth one Green. Is... Oh, oh of, uh, course, of course, fucking Seth Green is in it. Um, yeah. Um, which, which oh, you know Ethan who's Henry? in it? You know who's in it? Who? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, no. somebody's in it, and I'm not I mean, going to tell you who it is. I'm going to look it up. Oh, I'm so excited now. Hold no, on, don't wait. look it up. No, I'm looking Don't up. look it up. I just uh, I just I want you to watch it and be excited. <laughs> of course I'm looking. Ethan Embry, Jeff Love Hewitt, Charlie... Co- oh, God. <laughs> yes! Of, there it is. Of course he's Charlie Cosmo. Fucking Charlie Cosmo, that kid. <laughs> I think oh, this is like this the last the movie he made Seth for a Green while. Has the goggles? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. God, I forgot about her. What happened to her? Yeah, I think it's got a lot of cameos in it too. Like, like Melissa Joan Hart is plays like a small role. Like, yeah, it's got a lot of familiar faces for the '90s. So, all right, that just about does it for this week. Our tiny double feature is in the books, and next week it is teen sex comedy time. Uh, we had fun talking. I hope. You had fun listening. In the meantime, stay safe.
stay healthy, stay the fuck at home, have a lovely evening, and a fantastical tomorrow. You don't rub another man's rhubarb.